Normally at this time we'd be uh, inviting our children to move back uh, to their teaching time, but on the last Sunday of the month we all stay in together, and I'm really glad we're all in together today uh, as we'll be hearing from Pastor Isaiah and Mama Kay. Let me say a word of welcome to those of you who are joining us now at Freedom Online. It's good to have you uh, tune in and be with us today. Let me also say how good it is to see Ben Graham sitting right here on the second row. Ben, and we praise God for his healing work in your life. If you don't know, Ben is... uh, has had to deal with two strokes in the last two months, and uh, it's just good to see you back on your feet, and that just put a smile on our faces to see you walk in the door, so great to have you here today. Uh, I don't want to cut into Pastor Isaiah's preaching time, but I also, uh, I just know that it's important with the relationship that God has put between freedom and you guys and the work that's ongoing in Nigeria, that it's important for us to just get to hear a little bit about what God is doing there. And so I want to take just a few minutes to let the church hear from both of you. And part of the whole point is I want them to hear from you too, Mama Kay. Uh, Mama Kay is not just the silent wife behind the scenes. She's the one bringing the word when Pastor Isaiah is is out of the country. So um, we're glad to get to hear from both of you today. And I'm, not, I'm just going to let you both just answer freely as you will. But I realize a lot of Americans don't even have a great sense of, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, where Nigeria is or what Nigeria is made up of. Just for those who don't have any clue, give us a sense of of the country of Nigeria and what life is like and what you guys see that's happening there, whether it's changes that God's bringing about on the political front, but spiritually what's happening, if you will. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so excited to be here this morning, and I know that God is doing a great thing right here. Um, this is beautiful. When I enter this place, I, it's wonderful. The glory of God is all over this place. And I told Pastor Mark, this is gorgeous. You know, that's the only word I can... It is the Lord's provision. Uh, talking about Nigeria, Nigeria is located at the west bank of africa you know it's at the west uh the west bank of africa by the atlantic ocean and uh, nigeria is um, about 195 million people you know which is just about a little bit over half the population of the whole united states put together you know living in that uh little country there in Africa. And Nigeria is the largest um, concentration of the black people on earth. You know, that's where uh, the black dominates, dwell, and uh, is the most populous black nation on earth is Nigeria. And uh, God has blessed Nigeria. We, you remember some time ago, I asked Freedom Church to help pray for Nigeria. And I, I bring the good news that God is answering the prayer and the killings uh, that have been going on. The Muslim, the Islamic people trying to, you know, persecute the church and trying to subdue the gospel. The more they persecute us, the more the gospel grow every day. Amen. The more the gospel thrive in Nigeria. Nigeria belongs to Jesus. Nigeria is Jesus. And there is nothing that can be done to stop the gospel in Nigeria. Because God has answered your prayer. And I know you have been praying for us. You will continue to pray because it's been a time of persecution. Um, Some years ago, people were in the church... Uh, during Christmas service, and somebody just came in and shoot everybody, and uh, over 95 people were killed. And uh, it has been happening like that, but right now the killing has, is just subsiding, and the government are doing their best to uh, arrest those people and to bring everything under control. So God is answering prayers in Nigeria. Let's give Jesus a big clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Greetings from Nigeria, West Africa. I want to appreciate God for every one of you, your faithfulness, your commitment to the work of God in this place. All we are seeing here 
If you are not here or you are not part of this vision, maybe we will not realize it. So I want you to celebrate yourself and celebrate the leadership of this church for what God has used every one of you to do to bring this work to pass. Hallelujah. And back home in Nigeria, God has been faithful. Like my husband had just said, it has been God all the way. It has been God's grace and strength over the Christian uh, in Nigeria. We have made up our mind to go with Jesus all the way. And we have a resolution that whatever comes our way, we will serve the Lord. It is a mindset on the Christian in Nigeria that we will keep standing in the face of all persecution. And God is answering prayers. God is doing great works. And the gospel is, is being, um, we've seen some Muslims turning to Jesus in recent times. The leadership of Muslims have been turned to Christ in recent times. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. I want to thank every one of you. God bless you. And the Church of God, God's Standard Bible Church, our ministry in Nigeria, is expanding. Souls are coming in. Our souls are being saved, and that gives us joy. Amen. And I know it is as a result of your prayers and I, your support, that is why God is doing what he's doing there. And I want to encourage you, don't give up. The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. God bless you. That reminds me quickly, uh, reminds me quickly uh, while Mama Kay was saying that. It just came to my mind of a good thing that the Lord is doing in Nigeria. Uh, there was one of these leaders of the Muslim people, the Islamic people that are killing Christians. One of the real leaders that was leading and doing all their planning, Jesus appeared to this guy. While they were planning to go and destroy churches and burn churches, uh, on their way, Jesus Christ appeared to this guy and said, um, I want you to go and spread my love. And he, he encountered Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ appeared to him. He saw him, and he showed him the blood that he used to you know, redeem mankind. And right there, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And when he gave his life to Jesus Christ, he now began to preach to some of the leaders of those killing that Jesus Christ is real, Jesus Christ is Lord, and Jesus Christ is coming back again. And right now, he is one of the people that are leading now in telling the people that the evil of killing must stop. And right now, as I'm telling you now, God is using him to bring other Muslims to Jesus Christ. Like the encounter that Paul had on the way to Damascus is what happened to that, um, that man. And he is now being used by the Lord. And your prayer, that's the answer to your prayer. And I know you'll keep praying. More of them will encounter Jesus, will give their life to Jesus, and they will bring more Muslims to Jesus Christ because I know that the blood of Jesus was shared for the whole world, including the Muslim world and the Islam. They will turn to Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is Lord of all nations. Amen. Amen. Well, we keep praying. We'll keep praying. Amen. That's awesome. To God be the glory. And then lastly, um, in our church, the Lord spoke to me last year when I left the United States that as we cross over to 2018, it's going to be a year of greater works. A year of greater works. So we started evangelizing our community, going from street to street and holding um, uh, evangelism and uh, setting up instruments outside and we play music and people gather and uh, the, we preach and they give their life to Jesus Christ. We post some of them on the Facebook for those who are praying for us to see what God is doing in Nigeria. Lots of soul uh, in this year has been turned over to the Lord through our evangelism and crusade. And uh, I was telling Pastor Mark that we need some more equipment like a projector so that we can show them the 
themes of Jesus, the passion of Jesus, that's going to draw a lot of people and that's going to help us to reach out to more people easily and quickly. So we really do need some uh, evangelistic equipment, you know, because we are, you know, ready to take the whole Nigeria for Jesus Mm -hmm. and to turn all Muslims to Christians in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, I I confess, many of us as American Christians imagine that America is the central point of where God's at work in the world. And it's easy for us to lose sight of how much God is at work in other places. How Africa was 10% Christian at the start of the 20th century and now is more than 50% Christian. And in our lifetimes will be the most Christian continent on the, the planet. We... We get excited in America when we see a football stadium filled for a Christian event. Would you share a word just to give a sense of the scope of what God is doing about the meeting you shared with me about when we were having coffee, yeah. the, the gathering of millions in this uh, recent yeah. uh, group of believers gathering in Nigeria? Amen. This one happened in Lagos State at the Redeemed Camp. You see, it's really, really awesome. Um, the meeting was so great. It's a convention of uh, Christians. You know, they build about a sanctuary. It's just like a tent that can, about four miles, four miles in all dimension. You know, and uh, the place was able to host millions of millions of people. Uh, The last time we had, I think, about 15 million people gathered together. And it was said that that was the largest gathering of human beings ever on the face of the earth. When a group of people can number up to 15 million people in one single service. In one single service. It was powerful. It was glorious. And uh, it's, it's even on the net, if, uh, the name of the church is Redeemed Christian Church of God in Nigeria. You know, it's a great, great ministry. And right now, Nigeria, believe it or not, the Lord Jesus is taking over the country. And uh, most of these Muslims are turning over to Christ. I remember some years ago when Raihan Bonki came to Nigeria... A man that was dead for four days was brought from the mortuary into the uh, meeting where Reinhard Bonke. Maybe some of you have heard about Reinhard Bonke before. It happened in Nigeria. You know, they put the guy in the casket. At, uh, they wanted to bring the, the dead body to the sanctuary, but the ushers ref- refused that, and they kept the... The, the casket in the overflow as the ministration was going on the power of God came over the meeting and the, the casket began to vibrate and when they look at it it was vibrating right there this is not a fairy tale this is what happened and uh, you might have heard from Rehabaki himself because he was in Daphne some, some time ago. ago. He had a meeting here some time ago. And uh, he, as God will have it, the power of God came upon the dead person who died for four days. And he came back to life. And they brought him out of the casket and there was heat all over his body and the eyes on his body began to smoke out by the power of the Holy Ghost and they began to press his body and all the sinews the vein began to function again the blood cells everything blocked before began to vibrate and this man is alive as I'm talking with you now he's an evangelist now sharing the power of the gospel, the testimony of what God has done in his life all over. Now, I tell you, the power of the gospel is real as of old. Amen. 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 
Reinhard Bonnke said it took six months for the smell of the embalming fluids to yes. get out of yes. his body. He, his wife had to deal yes. with that he for was six embalmed. months. Because oh, you've heard he, him. Oh, yes. yes. Okay, yes. that's good. It happened in Nigeria. The God of resurrection power Amen. is still alive Amen. 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 Okay, now you guys don't just pastor a church in Nigeria. You all have planted, is it 13 now? Yeah, we planted 13 churches in Nigeria. And by this August... Mama Kay is going back to Nigeria because of the convention of all the women from the 13 churches are coming together in Wari, Nigeria, you know, for a camp meeting. And the camp meeting is going to last for four days, you know. <laughs> so Tell us what that will look like, Mama Kay. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it's going to be uh, a camp meeting for four days of all the women of God's Standard Bible Church. And the name of the women of God's Standard Bible Church is called Home Builders. Home Builders. Amen. This is what God calls us by name, Home Builders. And the Home Builders Convention will be held on the 30th of August to on the 2nd of September. And uh, really, this is the 11th convention of the women since we started God's Standard Bible Church. And uh, over the years, God has been faithful, using men and women to support us. Feeding and accommodation is free, and transportation is free. Otherwise, they will not have the money to transport from their states to come to where we are. So we plead to people to support uh, the conference, the convention, and to enable us to transport them down, to feed them for four days, and to return them back to their stations. It has been awesome over the years, and I know this year will be greater than last year. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. There have been reconciliation of families. God has used this meeting every, every year to, you know, she wrote a book, Capsules for Winning Wives, How You Can Be a Successful Wife. A wife, you know, God has used that uh, forum to build homes, to build relationships, to talk to people about forgiveness, to talk to people to let go bitterness and hate and whatever is uh, destroying homes today. So they build their home builders. And I believe, God, that uh, your prayer for that meeting that is coming forward is really, really craved for. And I believe you're going to stand with us in prayer. Amen. 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 Thank you both for just kind of getting us up to speed what's going on. We're going to get out of the way and let you bring the word today. It's an honor to have you guys today. Put your hands for Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm happy that you are here. Amen. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Um, each, each time we gather like this, the Spirit of the Lord has something in mind to do. And I want you to relax yourself, feel good, forget about all your ups and downs in life. Do not worry. Cast all your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. Jesus loves you, and he loves to handle everything about you. And today is your appointed day of blessings and breakthrough. God has an appointment with you. And today is a date with Jesus. And Jesus is right here. To have a date with you. And I tell you, your life will never be the same after this service. Um, as I pray and bring the word, I want to thank my pastor. I call him my pastor, Pastor Mark Price. I thank God for his life. One day I was watching a video of Pastor Mark. How... He taught, he used five minutes to teach from Genesis to Revelation. In five minutes, I said, are you kidding me? Five minutes. You extray the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I said, God, I need this kind of grace. I need this kind of knowledge, this kind of anointing. Amen. 
uh, maybe I might ask Pastor Mike to pray for me to receive that before I leave the service. Amen. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. It was great. I really appreciate that. And I really wanted that so bad. Amen. How I can just preach the whole Bible in five minutes. That's amazing. Give the Lord Jesus a clap offering for that. <laughs> I like sitting under the ministry of a teacher to teach me the Word of God. And I thank God that you are here. This morning, the Lord asked me to share with us on what I have titled Divine Freedom. Can we say it together? Say Divine Freedom. Let's say that again. Let's say it one more time. Lord, I thank you so much for this hour. The anointing of the Lord is all I wanted. I don't want, Lord God of hosts, anything of the flesh. None of me, but all of you. Lord God, it is a spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The word that you speak unto us, they are spirit and they are life. Lord, I ask for your anointing. Anoint my lips of clay. That every word coming out of my mouth be filtered by the spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Touch lives this morning. Change lives this morning. Transform our lives and destiny. And let your name alone be glorified. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Give him praise one more time. In John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verse 31, 32, and 36. Quickly, John 8, Holy Spirit, thank you one more time. Hallelujah. John chapter 8. Mm. I know what God is said to do today. Let it begin from me. Begin from every one of us. I read from here. The Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Everybody say freedom. freedom. Say it again, say freedom. In verse 36, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Everybody say freedom indeed. Freedom indeed. Say it again, say freedom indeed. Freedom now, when I say divine freedom, I'm talking about the freedom that is received from God above. I'm talking about liberty. Um, what led to the discovery of the United States of America is the quest for freedom. Is the quest for freedom. You all are familiar with the history of this nation that there was a man called Christopher Columbus who left and was in an adventurous, you know, journey from Spain, they wanted to sail to India, sailing through West. And then they discovered a new world, which is today called America. Amen? Quest for freedom brought about that adventurous journey. And by the grace of God today, United States... Is formed on the tenets of freedom and justice. And that is what we crave for. Every man craves for freedom. 
In short, God created us to be a free moral agent. That's what God created us for. And we are agents of freedom. God has given us liberty to make choices, to be free to choose. He never imposed anything on anybody. He gives you a free will to make your choice. He said, I place before you death and life, good and evil. Choose life that you may live. Why? Because God respects your freedom. And he wants you to enjoy freedom. But uh, we have different ways we are going to express this freedom. We're talking about freedom that God can give to somebody. Freedom that God can give to somebody. That's what is called divine freedom. I am happy that we are in Freedom Church. <laughs> in Freedom Church, if you look at the name of this ministry, you will come to understand that we believe in the freedom that Jesus can give to somebody. The moment you come to Jesus Christ, He, he sets you free and gives you freedom. You know, freedom to live and enjoy your life. So that is why we are here. We are in the right place at the right time. Whenever you hear the sound of the name Freedom Bible Church or Freedom Church, just have it at the back of your mind that when I step into this place, I will enjoy the anointing of freedom, the grace of freedom. I can be free from whatever the enemy is using to oppress me. Because that is the, the revelation, that is the vision that God has given. And that in this place, God always pour the oil of his presence that gives people freedom. Freedom from bondage of the enemy. Freedom from oppression of evil powers. Freedom from, this, uh, from, from power of sin. Freedom. So God has set up this ministry to announce the oil of freedom to this generation. That whatever is holding you bound, you can be free. You can be loose. You can be saved. You can be delivered. That's what we preach and believe in this ministry. Say amen. amen. Now in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. We're going to look at freedom from four dimensions. We're going to look at freedom from four dimensions. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first and then to the Greek. That Greek means Gentiles, you know, to the Jews first and to the Gentiles. Gentiles represent every other tongue and languages all over the world. And then the Jews, we know them, that they are the covenant people of God through Abraham. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ, uh, the power of the gospel, brings freedom. That's what Apostle Paul said. Freedom in all ramification. Now we're going to see the four dimensions of this freedom. Now the first dimension of freedom is the freedom from sin. Freedom from sin. That's one of the dimensions of freedom that we will enjoy in the Lord Jesus. That when you receive Jesus into your heart, when you accept Jesus into your heart, you become a new creation. Everybody say new creation. Now all things passes away and all things become new. So when you welcome Jesus into your life, you become a new person. Now you now have the DNA of Jesus on the inside of you. You now become a new species. You now become a new being because you are in Christ Jesus. 
As I'm looking at you now, I can see the reflection of Jesus on the inside of you. You look so much like Jesus because you are his children. His blood has redeemed you from the power of sin. Which means the day you get your life to Jesus Christ, the power of Adamic sin that really, you know, made all races of human to be sinful and corrupt is broken. And that's why Jesus said on the cross of Calvary, tetelestai. That's a Greek word. He said tetelestai simply means it is finished. The work of redemption Finished, sealed, and delivered. It's finished, it's sealed, and it's delivered. The work of redemption is finished, it's sealed, and it's delivered. Jesus finished it on the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago. Therefore, you have been redeemed from the power of sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, verse 1, it says, how then shall we continue in sin because the grace of God abound? He said, no, God forbid. Then when you step down to verse 14, it says, sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Why? Because you are no more under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Now you are free from the dominion of sin. You are free from the dominion of sin. Sin cannot hold you bound. You know, it is at your discretion now. You can give in or you can reject. You can allow or you can disallow. Sin cannot force you, cannot hold you bound anymore. Now, if you decide to be drug free, you can be drug free. If you decide to live a sin free life, there is power in the blood of Jesus that will help you to make that happen because the dominion of sin over you has been broken and terminated. You are no longer slaves to sin, but you are free. Everybody say freedom. freedom. Say it again. Say freedom. freedom. One more time. Say freedom. Hallelujah. Now you are the righteousness of God by the grace of God. You are the righteousness of God by the grace of God. You are free from sin. Now the second dimension of freedom, apart from being free from sin, is being free from sicknesses and disease. Being free from freedom from sicknesses and disease. Now it has been provided. Through the stripes of Jesus, in Isaiah chapter 53, when you read verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. By His stripes we are healed. By His stripes we are free. By His stripes we are free from sickness and disease. Now the question is, somebody would say, if I am free from sickness and disease, why, what of what the doctor told me last time? What of uh, this pain I feel? What of the hurt at my back? What of this and what of that? Now, today, I want you to know that it's one thing for the provision to be made. It is another thing for enforcement of the provision. Hello. Now, you have been, you know, uh, redeemed and you have been delivered. And the stripes of Jesus have paid for all your medical bills. Now... How can I enforce that? That's what today is going to help you to do. You're going to enforce that by faith. You're going to enforce that by the declaration of the word of God. You are going to enforce that by the power of your tongue. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Proverbs 18 21 says, Death and life, sickness and health, prosperity and poverty are in the power of the tongue. So your tongue is given to you to enforce what God has made the provision for you. 
Which means, if Jesus, by his stripes over 2,000 years ago, has provided for your healing, today you are going to tell cancer, you have no place in my body. Today you are going to tell sickness, diabetes, you have no place in my body. Today you are going to tell every aches and hurts all over your body, you have no place over my body because by the stripes of Jesus, I am free. I am delivered. I am set at liberty by the power of the stripes of Jesus. Sickness and disease, you can stay in my body. My medical bills have been paid over 2,000 years ago by the stripes of Jesus. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I command sickness. Go out of my body. I command all these troubles around my body disappear in the name of Jesus. When you do that by faith, when you do that by believing God, I tell you what, it shall be enforced today. Now, it's one thing to make a law. It's another thing to enforce the law. If you cannot enforce the law that has been made, then the purpose of making that law is defeated. Uh, what makes the United States what it is today is the strength of enforcing law. Everyone here, you cannot see that everybody, you know, <laughs> you respect police, you know, you drive within the speed limit. Yeah, in Africa, we might have all those things in paper, but there's no enforcement. That's the difference. We have the paperwork, but no enforcement. In Africa, no speed limit. Drive as you can. Um, when you are driving, if you like, go on 120 miles per hour. That's your business. Uh, all you need to do when you are on 120 per hour, just be singing this song. Nearer to you, nearer to you, Lord, draw me near. Or better still, you can sing like this. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. Just be singing that song because anything can happen when you are on 120 a mile. That's a lot. You know what I mean? So, you know, and uh, there are laws to put a check on people over speeding or drunk driving or whatever. But there is no enforcement. And that's the difference. And also, there is no willing power of the government to enforce. Because, you know, when corruption is at the seat of power... Everything, corruption, will become legalized because who is persecuting who? You know, I was telling somebody, I say, um, some time ago, somebody called the police for an emergency. and say, hey, uh, we have an emergency here. Please come over here and help us. We, are, we have emergency. We have emergency. And the police say, Oh yeah, we like to come, but there is no gas in our car. <laughs> and he said, really? I said, this can say that? I said, yeah, that is the difference between Africa and the United States. But here in the United States, when you dial one, uh, 911, at least in three minutes or five minutes, you can have a response from law enforcement agents. Amen. So if there is a law and there is no enforcement, then the purpose of the law is defeated. So we are here this morning to enforce the spiritual law <laughs> that brings your freedom, that brings your liberty. We are going to enforce it in the name of Jesus you must be healed. In the name of Jesus, you must be debt free. In the name of Jesus, God is going to take you from nobody to somebody, from nowhere to somewhere. God is going to raise you to the next level of your life. Can I get an amen there? Say amen. Now the third dimension of enforcing the freedom 
the divine freedom is the dimension of being free from satanic oppression. The first one is freedom from sin. The second one is freedom from sickness and disease. The third one is freedom from demonic or satanic oppression. The world we live in is for temporarily under the control of the prince of darkness. Temporarily. First John chapter 5 and verse 19 say, First John 5 19 say, we know we are of God. But the whole world lies in wickedness. The whole world is sleeping inside wickedness. Is covered by wickedness. Wickedness on the street. Wickedness in the neighborhood. Wickedness all around. Even sometimes wickedness in the church. So we are here to enforce the power of the gospel that brings freedom. Jesus said... In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believe not shall be damned. And he said, This sign shall follow them that believe. Verse 17. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall cast out devils. God has given you authority to cast out devils and bring freedom to people. Bring freedom to your family. Bring freedom from God over your life. So when you see devil messing around your children, messing around your destiny, messing around your finances, tell the devil, I got authority over you. In the name of Jesus, I command you, get out now. A man of God was having a revelation. And in the revelation, look at what happened. He was con- uh, having a conversation with Jesus of some important ministry thing. And the devil came in between them and began to make all hell of noise, distracting the men of God from hearing what Jesus was saying. And he was standing, waiting for Jesus to tell the devil to get out. And Jesus was not saying anything. And the man of God was worried and said, Lord, the devil is distracting me, not allowing me to hear all you telling me, tell him to get out uh, so that I can see you clearly. And Jesus said, it's not my duty to tell the devil to get out. It is your duty to tell the devil to get out. What you allow is allowed. And what you disallowed is disallowed. As long as you will not say anything to the devil... He will keep distracting and stopping you from hearing me. But I have given you all the authority over the devil. So, say to the devil or tell him what you want to tell him. And when he realized that, he said, devil, I command you in the name of Jesus, out! Before he said, out! The devil disappeared. Have you read about the story of... Uh, Smith Wigglesworth told about how he just came from a meeting, exhausted and tired, and he was sleeping in his bed, and all of a sudden, the devil came into the living room and was making all hell of noise in the living room. And Smith Wigglesworth came out to see who was in the living room, and he saw the devil sitting on the couch. And he said, oh, devil, it's you. Please, I have something important to attend to. He never mind. He just ignored him and went back to his bed and slept. And the devil was so mad. He said, he was not even bothered about my presence. Yes, you're not going to be scared of the enemy because you have authority over the enemy. 
Say with me. Say, I have authority over the enemy. Say that again. Uh-huh. Say, I have authority over the devil. Say that again. Yeah. Yes, you got authority, you've got to enforce, use that authority. Whenever the enemy shows up, use that authority. When the enemy shows up around your marriage, use that authority. When it shows up in the life of your children, use that authority. When the enemy wants to trouble your environment, use that authority and cast him to where he belongs. Amen. Can I hear you say amen? Now, the last number four which is um, the dimension of freedom we're talking about, is the freedom from the passing of family bloodline. Freedom from the passing of family bloodline. Everyone here, we have a family bloodline pattern. There are things that do happen in my family. From generation to generation. And there are things that used to happen in your family which is different from mine. In some family, they pass some kind of sickness from one generation to another. In some family, diabetes is common. Oh, they say the great-grandpa had diabetes. The grandfather had it. The father had it, and I passed it to the son. It's like a trend that follow blood pattern. It comes, it's run from generation to generation. It follows the bloodline. Now, we're going to talk about freedom from this bloodline pattern of your family. Now, there are some family that, like Abraham... You know, there are things that pass from him to Isaac and from Isaac to Jacob. Let me give you an example. There was a time Abraham was in Egypt and he was scared. He was afraid that they're going to kill him. And he said, when they asked him, oh, is this your wife? He said, no, she's my sister. That time, Isaac was not born. Isaac never knew what Abraham had said in defense of himself in Egypt. <laughs> and then he lied and he, be, he was afraid. He lied just for the preservation of his life. After many years, when Isaac was born, Isaac fell into the same problem when he was confronted by the king and he said is Rebecca your wife he said no she is my sister like father like son what Abraham did fell on Isaac Isaac was not even there when Abraham was afraid when Abraham Light. Now, it passed through the bloodline. And Isaac inherited it. And now, he is falling into the same lie that his father fell into. He's become a generational problem. Now, there are things you notice in your life that is not of God. That your mama suffer. Your grandmama suffer. The same thing. And the same thing is coming against you. In the name of Jesus. The power of freedom. Divinely from God. Is going to set you free. From bloodline curse. From bloodline curse. Every generational curse. That transfer. From one bloodline. To another bloodline. Into your life. By the power of the anointing of God. Operating in this church, we bring freedom to your life. You're going to be free from that family bloodline in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen if you believe? Say amen if you believe. That means that 
What kill your parents or your grandparents is not allowed to happen or kill you because you are under the anointing of divine freedom. Say amen. A lady came up to me one day uh, and he said, she said, Pastor, I just got this report from the doctor. And we look at it. She was diagnosed with cancer of the breast. And she said, my grandmother died of breast cancer. My mother died of breast cancer. And now, look at it. Am I going to die? I said, no, ma'am. You are not going to die. You have to believe in the name of Jesus. Your case is different. It's a generational problem transferred from bloodline into your life. We're going to reject it. You are going to denounce it. And you are going to employ the power of redemption and enforce it over your life. God said in his word, whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. You're going to bind that generational curse that goes through the bloodline into your life. You will never die the same way your mama died. You will never die the same way your grandmama died. You have authority. You can enforce the power of the blood of Jesus and deliver yourself right now in the name of Jesus. I stretch my hand over everybody in this house by the power of the blood of Jesus. Every curse, every curse, sickness, disease that has come against you through your family bloodline, I break it this morning, right now, by the power of Jesus. I terminate it now in the name of Jesus. I command from now on, you are free and you will enjoy your freedom in Christ. If you believe that, let me hear you shout the loudest, Amen. Luke chapter 13. Uh, that's where I will conclude this message and we go into prayer for everybody. Luke chapter 13. From verse 10, the Bible says, And he was teaching, who was teaching? Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years. My God. God and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Woman, your freedom has come from the spirit of infirmity. Look at verse 13. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. God is going to lose somebody this morning, and somebody is going to glorify God this morning. Who could that be in this house that God is going to set free this morning? Say, I receive. Say that again. Say, I receive. Say it again. Say, I receive. Say, I receive. My freedom, I receive my deliverance in Jesus' name. Guess what? In verse 14, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. They were so mad. They were so angry. They answered with indignation because Jesus has healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then, the Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox and his ass from the stall, and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan... Satan 
has bound low these 18 years be loose from this band on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. I prophesy over your life. God's going to do something in your life that will make all your adversaries to be ashamed. Say amen. Now, there are things you need to know about this woman. Uh, The Bible says that this woman had so many questions in her life. Uh, This woman had been coming to church for years. But yet, she was bound by Satan. You can be in church and still be bound. I didn't say so, the scripture says so. You can be in freedom church and never enjoyed freedom. In Africa, we have a way of saying it. Somebody say, how can you be in the swimming pool and still complain of of soap entering your eyes? All you need to do, take and rinse. Somebody can be at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And still remain the same. The difference is only when you encounter Jesus. That is when your freedom comes. It's not the name of the church. It's not the location. It is encounter. Encounter. You must encounter Jesus. So anytime you are coming into this service. Come with expectation. Come with expectation. I'm going today to Freedom Church. I am free in Jesus' name. I'm going to Freedom Church. I am free. I am enjoying freedom in Christ. (laughs) You must enjoy freedom because the oil of freedom is working in this ministry. Say amen. Oh yes, you can be at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years and still not being healed. So, what do I need to do? All you need to do is to acknowledge the presence of Jesus. This woman was bound for 18 years. But she never stopped coming to church. She she kept coming. And one day she came and sat in the midst. And Jesus showed up in the service. (laughs) Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord right in this house this morning. Get ready, get ready. Something is about to happen to you. Something is about to be renewed in your relationship. Something is about to take a new dimension in your life. Something is about to pop up in your spirit. You're going to experience the joy of the Lord in a greater dimension today. Why? Because... The Lord of this house is in the house. The Lord of this ministry is in the house. And who is that? Jesus, the King of glory. The I am that I am. The Lion of Judah. The bright and the morning star. The ancient of days. Oh my God. The lily of the valley. He is right in the house here. And Jesus showed up. In the synagogue. And the atmosphere changed. When Jesus showed up. The atmosphere changed. I can know. That the presence of God is real. Even during the worship. That we just had. You can see the glory everywhere. We can see the fire of God everywhere. You can see people. You know. Being wrapped up. Immersed in the presence of God. Because Jesus is present right in his house. Matthew chapter 18 verse 20. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Everybody say, Jesus is here. Say it again, say, Jesus is here. One more time, say, I can feel him all over this place. Say, Amen. And Jesus Christ was there and his eyes 
was going to and fro all through the congregation. Jesus was looking here and there, here and there. In Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, he said, The eyes of the Lord is running to and fro throughout the earth. As you are sitting there here, Jesus is looking at you. He knows what you are going through. He knows what your children are going through. He knows what your marriage is passing through. He knows what you are going through financially. He knows all the circumstances and situation before you. And Jesus spotted a woman in the congregation. And this woman had been bound by Satan for 18 years. And Jesus walked up to her and said, Woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. And immediately he placed his hand over her. And the power of God was released into the body of this woman. And the woman stood up. Her spine straightened up and she became whole, healthy, and delivered for the first time. The woman bent over for the first time. The woman that was, you know, trying to walk and she couldn't and she's at the mercy of people. For the first time, she was loosed. Freedom, 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 freedom this morning. In the name of Jesus, as we go into prayer, the power of freedom from heaven is going to lose you from every troubles around this life. From every troubles you are going through, freedom is coming your way. Freedom, freedom, freedom from indebtedness, freedom. I tell you, when that anointing hits you, you can be debt free. I believe God for you that in the name of Jesus, your house will be paid for. Your car will be paid for. Everything you got, you'll be paid for. How is that going to happen? The anointing of freedom that can set you free from indebtedness can bring freedom to your finances in the name of jesus your body can be free of that sickness how is that going to happen by his stripes your freedom i announce your freedom by his stripes i prophesy your freedom by his stripes i declare that that sickness will not take your life your life is precious unto god your life is awesome unto God and get ready for your freedom right now as we stand up I want you to understand that if you want to enjoy the freedom uh, Mama K will stand that way I will stand this way and then and some other ministers of God will join us to pray for people for freedom 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 is there anything you want to be free from Do you want to be free from addiction? The power is right here. Do you want to be free from that sickness? The power is here. Do you want to be free from whatever form of oppression? The power is here. Somebody told me when I was preaching uh, somewhere in Florida. He whispered to my ear and said, My pastor, I have been under oppression. When I lie down on my bed. Something always come over me. And when it comes over me, I get frozen. I get blocked. I can't move my hand. I can't open my mouth to talk. I can't shake my body. It will just pin me on my bed and freeze me. And all my body will begin to shut down. I need freedom. And as I lay my hand on her, she fell on the floor. The third day of the meeting, she said, since you prayed for me, I have not experienced that anymore. If you are oppressed in your dream, freedom is coming. If you are always seeing yourself being attacked by enemies, demons, in your dream, freedom is right here. If there are powers 
of witchcraft that are attacking you, that are oppressing you, your freedom is here. What God did to the people in Samaria when Philip preached and the power of witchcraft was broken in Samaria is going to happen here this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust his presence daily lead. I surrender oh, to Jesus, mm, Lord Jesus. I surrender. to experience this freedom and you want prayer to be prayed for you please can you come out to the front line here for prayer as this song is going the ministers please can you come over and help situation and you want prayer please the present I feel the fire of God all over this place the anointing of God is so heavy here the power of healing is right here it's right here it's right here it's right here hi Thanks so much for taking time to tune in and listen to the message today through Freedom Online. Uh, we would love to, the opportunity to meet you personally anytime that you're in our area. But if today you heard something that really connected or that maybe you've got questions about, you'd like to talk with somebody or have someone pray with you, we'd love to hear back from you. You can reach us in a couple of different ways. You'll find on the website a contacts link. You can contact me or any member of our leadership directly. Or you can call us at the number that you see on the website or at the bottom of the screen now. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope that you have a great week.